Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Big sexy action news. Big sexy action news. Big sexy action news. That's right. It's the news from the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. I'm Troy, joined as always by Jay. How are you? I am fine and dandy. I've got my first beer because in less than two hours, it's going to start coming home. It's already on its way back. It's already made the call to let you know it'll be back for dinner. Warm up the engine, the frost in the windows. That's it. <laughs> Stopping at the petrol station right now to refuel. <laughs> it's on, on its way. <laughs> For those that don't know, uh, at time of recording, in a couple of hours' time, it's England against Scotland in the group stage of the European Championships of the football soccer tournament thing. So, yeah. We're, uh, you know what the Tories call that, pal? What's Civil that? unrest. Civil unrest. <laughs> Colonial unrest. <laughs> Marvel call it Civil War. <laughs> yes, boy. Anyway, we're not here to America talk about America calls that. it Braveheart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're here to talk about the news. We're here to get through uh, quite a bit of news this week, actually. Um, yeah, it was weird. It was like kind of a slow news week. And then like Wednesday, like loads of stuff come out. And then Thursday, even more. And I was like, oh, shit, we've got like quite a bit. Yeah, indeed. Uh, we'll kick off. As always, with some WWE news and Vince McMahon's big sweaty circus of thick men. Uh, According to WrestleNews.co, multiple sources have suggested that WWE chairman Vincent Kennedy McMahon uh, is aware that the product uh, has become stale. Stale is a nice word. Um, and that work is apparently underway to improve the content that WWE puts out once live audiences are permitted to attend. The sources suggest that people in management positions in WWE feel that the company is keeping the good stuff creatively for when live crowds return. Now, I've got two views on this. My first one is, at least he knows it's stale and at least change is coming. Yeah. My second view on this is, if you're saving the good stuff for when live crowds return, your major problem is, how many people are actually going to come back? Because Because it's been so shit for so long. It's been bad for the last three or four years. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been been bordering on unwatchable for the last, like, 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's... Like, as a wrestling fan, obviously, we, we have a podcast, so it's almost like... Raw feels like an obligation at this point. Mm. A lot of the time, it's um, bloody difficult to watch. I was listening to Damn It Vince and, and Joe said, "I've heard a lot of podcasts saying they're not going to review Raw anymore because it's just yeah." Full full disclosure for our listeners, could to pull the curtain back, we've spoke about it a lot. Yeah, like yeah, look, more off more weeks than not, we go. Oh, do you reckon it's time to knock that one on the head? 
Yeah. I mean, but, we didn't do Raw last week. That was that was for some technical issues. We didn't issues, do but... Raw and SmackDown last week, though, due to, like, work and stuff like that, yeah. wasn't it? So, yeah. Just, just schedule and conflict more than That's anything. Um, but as you say, it's well, it's increasingly difficult to watch. It, round, round the Rumble, we, we had the serious discussion as a group, didn't we, about yeah. whether we should continue to cover Raw and... It, I don't know why we continued. I think we said if it's still this bad after Mania, we'll stop. And here and we are. <laughs> somehow got worse, and yet here we are. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, there's a few more bits we're going to talk about shortly. I'm I'm hopeful that they are going to turn it around. Some oh, of the yeah. some really of the yeah. concepts they've they've brought up, um, like some of the insiders have brought up, like Andrews Arian and WrestleBoats, are things that we've. I know me and you both spoke about uh, at length about yeah. how we'd love to see it back yeah. and it would be a real kind of like shot in the arm for the company. So that's true. Then they're, they're making the right step, but it's the fact that there was talk about this over Christmas mm. that Vince thought the product product was getting stale. Yeah. And I mean, if, if, if it was like that at Christmas now, it's got fucking things growing on it and it's got some, like, <laughs> penicillin. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's got its own like culture of yeast just growing on the fucker. <laughs> Bear coming off it. But yeah. <laughs> um to to kind of add to this, as I said, Andrew Zarian of rest of the Matt Men Air Wrestling Podcast says he's had a lot of exciting stuff that's in the way with WWE when it comes to the wrestling side of things, which makes him optimistic for an improvement of the product in the coming months. Right on Twitter, Zarian said, hearing about a lot of exciting stuff on the WWE side of pro wrestling. Too early to post anything, but honestly, I'm very hopeful we will see a quality turnaround by the end of the year. I hate being vague. I generally don't post things like this, but I'm very hopeful right now. I mean, that's... Um, oh, I don't know. That's... It's, it's, I say reassuring. There's there's nothing concrete in there, but as he says, he doesn't post stuff like that often. I mean, he's, he, he's one of the sources that we've had recently that I've been like, yeah. if it comes out of his mouth, I, I trust it's, it. It's gospel. <laughs> um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say gospel, but I would definitely say I trust it wholeheartedly. Mm, that it's, mm. it, it's definitely definitely something to get excited about because yeah. he was right. He's been right about a lot of things, um, mm. most notably, obviously, NXT's move on a Tuesday night and um, also uh, what was the other thing? I can't remember what the other thing was. No. There's, there's been a few. <laughs> there has been. There I, definitely has been. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. As I say, there's, there's a bit more fed down in the news that we'll, uh, we'll talk about in relation to I was going to say, the, do, you, do you want to talk about that, that now? Because yeah. it's, it's related, isn't it? There's two news pieces, yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, in an interview with Below the Line, WWE's lead produced uh, production designer, rather Jason Robinson, revealed that the company has discussed new sets once touring resumes. Uh, he said, "We're heading on the road come July the sixteenth. We're coming to Houston, Texas on SmackDown. Then we're heading right into our pay per view, Money in the Bank, which is one of our favorite pay per views of the year. Lots of ladders with a briefcase hanging over the ring. So we have the Money in the Bank brief, two Money in the brief, 
two money in the bank briefcases and onto Dallas and we're not looking back. We're headed forward, so we're looking at new sets, new staging that we're building. My next phone call is to the graphics department talking about an augmented reality and how AR is going to interface with our set and how we're going to make some really cool graphics for set entrances for uh, superstars as they enter. He also went on to say that I think it was uh, I think it was just an announcement this past weekend on NBC that we're having SummerSlam in Vegas on August the 21st. And man, this is going to be huge. It's going to be our first SummerSlam at a stadium since Wembley years ago in 1992. And the next phone call after that, we're talking about a roof structure that we're going to put at the Allegiant Stadium. So, I mean, that's big in itself. There seems to be I... a lot of excitement. I don't think it is because you mentioned augmented reality there, but I would love it if we got like sets back, like yeah. like proper pay per view set, like sets. King of the Rings set, and like Backlash set, and SummerSlam set. Hooks. And the Backlash hooks they were fucking awesome. Remember King Armageddon of the used to have a fucking castle. Armageddon was so good. And um, the cool thing about Armageddon's as well was like it started off one year as scaffolding, and then every year. It developed more and more till it was a full castle. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I really thing. hope they do because that it, that makes a paper that makes it feel special on its own, doesn't it? When you've got an yeah. actual theme to it and it's not the same well, set they're using on Raw every week and they're just changing the graphic. That's one thing that was so exciting about like when AEW started doing pay per views is they had a different set for each pay per view. Yeah, and it, it felt granted. Unique. Yeah, it wasn't like anything like a major removal from Dynamite set. But it was still a noticeable difference, mm. and that that's that's what you wanted. Like they they've I mean WWE they've got literally half the old sets just oh, stocked away out back, just, just stocked away in a warehouse. Yeah, they've got all kinds of old shit that they could use for like a set. Mm. And I'm not saying oh yeah you use any old shit, but like you're in Vegas, you've got the fully loaded set, you've got the no way out set, which have got Vegas themed things. Yeah. On, use play it play the game and if you're not going to use it let NXT it was... use it because NXT are all about bringing back those old pay-per-view yeah. like, how can you not bring back fully loaded when you're doing a pay-per-view in Vegas or, or something around that even even if they have like for like the trons like the way they had on No Way Out 2001 where it was the Welcome to Las Vegas sign yeah man on, and it was just, like just the outline it'd be so but cool the thing is aren't NXT doing a takeover SummerSlam weekend they are, but it's in Florida at the moment. That piss. But they do it in they, Vegas. Give us fully loaded. Well, the reason they're doing it in the CWC is that it's so if the if the opportunity arises, they can do it in Vegas um, or somewhere else. Hmm. Um, but yeah, um, it's exciting though for me. Like that that sounds exciting. First yeah. stadium one since Wembley. Oh, to have a pay per view at Wembley to do it over here. It's fucking Wembley. Do it in fucking Wembley. They've, they've done shows in Wembley Arena. Like yeah. they did take over London and Wembley Arena. Yeah. They did uh they've done Raw and SmackDown there a few times as well. They could have done SummerSlam last week in Wembley. It was really warm here. Yeah. <laughs> Took advantage of that. <laughs> could have done an next UK takeover outdoors, mate. Yeah, man. Yeah, if you want. A Blackpool like, Pleasure uh, Beach. <laughs> Incor incorporate the big dipper into the set. <laughs> <laughs> like they Stan did at Mania at the Universal. Bradwell, hometown hero. 
<laughs> celebrating on top of the Blackpool Tower with his belt. <laughs> celebrates, by go- celebrates by going for a ride on the Ironbury Revolution. <laughs> Amazing. Yogurts. Yogurts. Um, and finally, the last thing, which again, it, it, it sounds like... Um, it sounds like something that could incorporate these special sets. Uh, please do, please. WrestleVotes tweeted, here in WWE potentially looking at more themed live shows upon returning to the road. Old school Raw, King of the Ring tournament, uh, viewers' choice a la Cyber Sunday. Yes. possible for later 2021, early 2022. Andrew Zarian added, heard the following, there'll be a lot more gimmick themed shows. The networks have also pitched special Raw and SmackDown shows. I'm piggybacking on WrestleVotes with this. Raw Roulette and King Root and King of the Ring are more than likely happening this year. King of the Ring's absolutely happening they, this year. They're already they're already teasing it. Yeah. Like Adam Pierce was literally teasing it on Twitter the other day. Yeah. Um We're getting Shinsuke and fucking Woods in the final. <sighs> Come on. <laughs> but that would mean boobs would cost Woods. We don't want that. <laughs> um Fightful have also added to this saying WrestleVotes reported that WWE was looking to utilize more theme shows um, and like Old School Raw, King of the Ring, Viewers Choice and the like in the future with Andrew Zarian mentioning Raw Roulette also likely to happen. Fightful's also learned that Fox and USA NBC were a big part of the push for this to happen and there are several other NBC sports integrated pitches being made. Among those are times with NASCAR con- uh, contingents around a major race and that may integrate race cars and star drivers. They've done that in the past, haven't they? Where they've yeah. had like, yeah. they had like the Randy Orton car, didn't they? Um, mm-hmm. A trophy destroyed. Another pitch included NFL night for the launch of Sunday night football with football themed matches and angles and NFL players and commentators around. There was also a wrestling world cup pitch, which, self, which is self-explanatory and would include all brands. Another pitch NBC has made is a points month where wins, signature moves, and other things rack up, rack up points for wrestlers. So a ranking system. So like an actual wins and loss, like AEW. Kind of, but it sounds more like a fantasy football kind of thing, where like if a wrestler hits their signature move, they get like a certain amount of points, and then if they win, they get a certain amount of points. I, lo- I love that, apparently, pitches for the NFL. I mean, you could have had that, Vinny, if you'd have kept XFL. Have a word with Dwayne, and he might let you lend it. Have a word with Uncle Rock. <laughs> have a word with Uncle Rock. Do you feel, do you feel let you play with the toys you gave? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does sound yeah, exciting, I mean, though. A lot of this. Th- this is all stuff. I mean, I think one of them, our biggest criticisms, is there doesn't seem to be any kind of risk. Um. Mm within WWE at the moment in the way they're writing, the way they're presenting the show. It can't get any worse. It, yeah, I mean, re- look look how excited we were when they did the throwback SmackDown the other week. Yeah, man. And it just felt different and it felt like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. And that, like, that's what I mean. Can't get any worse. A pro wrestling World Cup sounds awesome. Like, that's something that genuinely, mm. obviously, what culture did one and uh, Impact used to do the... Uh, the World X Cup. Yeah. Uh, where they just get like loads of people from around the world who are like high flyers and just have insane matches. Yeah. So it'd be I'm, quality I mean, if they did that. The thing is they can do like they've they've got NXT India. Mm-hmm. They've got NXT like that they wanted to start in Japan. They've got NXT, got NXT UK. UK. 
They've got possibly that working relationship with MLW, so they've got a Mexican contingent. If that went ahead, that'd be fucking awesome. You've even just got to look at the main roster, though. Like, wow, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. They've got like, and well, they've got plenty of American guys. They've got Drew, Scottish. They've got yeah. Cesaro's Swiss. Yeah, Sheamus is Irish. Some Canadians. Um, they've got Humberto Carrillo and 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 uh, Angel Garza, Angel Garza. Uh, Mexican. Yeah, uh, they've got yeah plenty of Canadians. Um, there's more. They, they did have Co- Kofi Kingston. He's Jamaican. <laughs> They, they did have some Australians and Dutch people, but they released them. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Won't talk about that. Whoa, hang on. They've got, got, they've got, Bronson, they've got Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed. Australian. Got Volta. Yeah, they fucking have. He's Austrian. They've got Fabian Eichner is Italian. Yeah. Marcel Barthel is German. Do it. Do it, do it, do got it. Plenty of English people from um, from NXT UK as well. Mm-hmm. And NXT Pete Dunn. So it's, it's just, doable. Just have, just have, hear me out, Trent Seven win the World Cup. Yeah. And I, I've Tyler Bate hold him up like he's Bobby Moore. Amazing. The Jewel of Room A trophy. That's all we need. Book it, Vince. Book it. Do it, Coward. <laughs> Moving on. Fightful has learned that multiple uh, 2021 releases from WWE uh, have asked WWE if they can forego their non-compete clauses, anywhere ranging from an entire duration down to just a few days before their scheduled non-competes. WWE have said uh, to be receptive of this, with Johnny Ace being the general point of contact for wrestlers to get approved. They haven't heard if any wrestlers uh, will still be paid for that period in the case of a few days, but WWE has been more than lenient than ever before uh, about inquiries regarding non-competes. Fightful are working to get confirmation on some of those names who have requested as such. Yeah, I've heard a few things come out around this where they were thinking of being very lax about this non-compete thing. Well, the thing is, the non-compete clause, it's... Essentially, it's just three months garden leave. Garden isn't it? leave, yeah, yeah. So they're paying you three months to sit at home while you wait out the duration of your contract. It's kind of like a safety net. For We're not going to let you wrestle for us, but you also can't wrestle for someone else. However, we will pay you. Yeah, yeah. as I say, it's kind of like a, a safety net where they're guaranteed the pay they were getting before yeah. they're like let out into the wild world of the Indies. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I assume Mickey James foregoed it because she's shown up on N- on NWA. Yeah, or if if she hasn't, she's just said fuck that. I mean, I, I after the I, way they I handled think... her, her dismissal and gave her her stuff back, I'd have probably <laughs> yeah. done the same. Well, it, Impact last night did a little tease that Mickey James might be showing up where the uh, the had uh, the women's tag champions uh, fire and flavor pulling out a, a bin bag from a dumpster Ooh. which said Mickey on it. Wow! Um, I was like, Jesus fuck Christ. it, Al. That's on the nose, lads. <laughs> uh, and yeah, they, they've, they've teased that uh, Wesley Blake might be joining uh, Steve Ma- Macklin in um, Impact as well Ooh. to reunite the Forgotten Sons. Um, he made his debut last night as well. Nice. Um, Just stick Buddy Murphy in there. Yeah, I mean... But Murphy and Blake the, were fucking awesome in NXT. Well, the, the two that I'm kind of sort of swayed towards thing. I think Buddy Murphy would be one that he'd, you'd think, yeah, he probably will will do that because obviously he's only over in the US on a work visa. 
Yeah. So as soon as he loses his job, if he doesn't get work within X amount of days, he's got to leave the US. So back to ours. If he wants to stay within the USA, he's got to get another another thing quickly. Sit. I think mm. Alistair Black's alright because he's married um, a US citizen, so he's yeah. I think that that would be alright for him. But again, like the two names that have kind of more recently been l- very heavily linked with AEW are Braun Strowman and Alistair Black. Indeed. So maybe maybe they're two people who we might. Well, doesn't their non-compete? And like three, four days before, is it all out? Yes. Yeah, so the non-compete clauses uh, expire. I think it's six days before all out. Do you see either one of them signing? Oh, it's the black. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He'd be he'd be a perfect fifth for AW. I think. Yeah. Um, Braun Braun, it's a weird one because apparently he's interested and Mark Henry is like really vouching for him. Ooh. And one of the main things that they brought <clears throat> brought Mark Henry in for was like to bring in talent. Yeah. Uh, he's not someone I personally want to see in AW because no. I'm not really his biggest fan and not, didn't really rate him at all. Um, but as as Jordan Dammit been said on this board. The only thing he was good for was when he was like flipping over ambulances and doing like well, <clears throat> yeah. And saying that, like, remember when he was doing that, he was over as hell, mm. and that's the time they should have given him the world championship. Well, that was yeah, when absolutely. people like he was the biggest talking point. People were investing in him even when he when he was money in the bank. Yeah, um, yeah. People were investing in him then, and then he just lost it to Brock. I was. I even bought a T-shirt. I've got a monster in the bank shirt. <laughs> there we go, mate. Um, yeah, I, th- I think... I don't know. I, th- I think his in-ring work in recent years has very much declined from mm. what it was. Mm. Um, I, I personally, as I say, I personally don't want to see him in AEW. But yeah. Impact? Impact, yeah, maybe. Might be a I decent mean, bit for Impact. The the thing is with Braun is he's asking for a lot of money because he was on he main is. event money. Yeah. Um, main event money in, I say, the main event promotion, like the biggest promotion, wrestling promotion in the world. They've hmm. got the money to be able to pay you that. No one else but, is really in a position to be able to do that, so you can't go around demanding that sort of money from companies that definitely can't afford yeah. it. But even then, like they released them um, because they felt like they were paying them too much. Mm. and like there was talk that like Vince had said he thought Braun was like two years past his prime so really? yeah Um, I mean how old is he? I don't know but I mean they have have shit all over him like in the last two years Mm. it's 37 yeah I don't know I I think I I, I don't know he's one person that I I wouldn't want to see in AEW because I, I feel like the big guys they've got are all much better than Braun. True. Like Lance Archer is their equivalent of Braun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's 10 times the wrestler Braun is, in my opinion. I agree. And he's just a generally good wrestler. So, yeah, yeah. Why would you, <laughs> why would you, why would you go, oh yeah, we've got a perfectly good Lance Archer there. Let's get Braun Strowman in. <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> and it, it's one of them like I do get Braun's appeal he is an attraction mm. 
and he's a he's a big guy. He's, he moves quite good for a guy his size, but at the same time, it's like he's. I think again, it's just it's just partly down to WWE's bad book, and it's partly down to you just not caring for him. But mm. it's I, I don't I don't have. There's definitely not an appeal there to see him in a company. No. Me. Fair enough. Um, Speaking of someone who isn't Pale Fordo. <laughs> well, back to Alistair Black, PW Insider have given an update saying there continues to be talk internally, a lot of talk internally, all the way up to the top WWE executives that the release of Alistair Black was a premature decision. There's been talk in recent weeks about AEW interest in him, which has sparked some additional discussion inside WWE. I mean, wow. Play silly games, win silly, win silly prizes. prizes. I... I personally, I mean, it, it's weird because Alistair Black's been very complimentary of WWE since leaving. Which, yeah, he was saying it, it that kind of speaks, Paul Heyman was like a big advocate for him. Well, what big... he said, what he said about Alistair Black was like a glowing amount of praise to my, in my opinion, that he was like, "You're five years ahead of the industry." Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, you look at people that they talk about being ahead, of, like ahead of the time, like Dynamite Kid and. Mm-hmm. Owen Hart and people like that. And it's like, to, to be said, you're ahead of the curve. And you can see it even now, like pe- like people who wrestle similar styles to Alistair Black, but not quite the same. Mm. And he still feels like a standout guy. Um, yeah, he's been very complimentary of WWE since leaving. But I mean, let's be honest, if, if you're Tommy Hens, they've, they've sacked your wife. They've yeah, put, they've put you in on the back burner for six months. Mm-hmm. Then they brought you back. They sack you a week into your re-debut. Yeah, they brought you back reluctantly, thinking you'll be a problem because of them sacking your wife. You've said no, no, I, I can separate business and personal feelings. Mm-hmm. And while I don't agree with with it, bi- my business head saying I'll, I'll work, go it, I'll go to do work, we'll make money, and then. As you say, a week into literally four days after you return, they just go, nah, see ya. Why on earth would he return? Like, I hope he doesn't. I genuinely hope he doesn't. I want to see him in AEW, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think they they will understand them better because they seem to allow, they seem to allow people to have a better understanding of their own characters. Like, you've just got to look at Orange Cassidy Mm -hmm. and how much, like, freedom they've given to just do his thing. Yeah. And Tony Khan seems like the kind of guy who sits down and like actually learns what the character's about and goes, "Okay, you know it better than me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll guide, I'll guide the path that they're on, but you're walking it. You're the thing. character, yeah, exactly. As opposed to Vince, who's like telling John Moxley, "Oh, I, I just don't think you get who you really are." <laughs> I need you, you to be like Jim. You want more to get a fucking injection in your bum? Such good shit. <laughs> I've just spat my beer out. Cheers, pal. <laughs> Such good shit. Such good shit. Uh, speaking of Vinnie Mac, Fightful has been told uh, that Vince McMahon himself has been a big fan of Reginald from his presentation and his delivery to his skill set in the ring for what he's doing. Those in the company have said that Reginald has been easy to work with and has been open to pitches given to him. Uh, speaking of Vince McMahon thinking he knows someone's character better than them. Uh, I mean, Reginald's yeah, not even a wrestler, we, is he? We, no, he's a gymnast. He's a gymnast. 
probably be a good wrestler if they actually let him train. But sick of the cruiserweight division. Yeah, like the the thing is, fair play to him. He's he's caught Vince's eye. That Vin, Vince has these moments, doesn't he? Where you, we we've said it multiple times. You can just picture Vince like doubled over, laughing backstage, and yeah, at the little flippy man doing flippy things. They're gonna puke. Belittling little, <laughs> his, his women's division uh, in in the aid of that man doing some gymnastics, making them look ridiculous. Silly. Um, yeah, it's I, I I wasn't surprised when I read this. Let's mm. just say that I, I thought, oh, well, this isn't a surprise that Vince has clearly took an interest in this, and it's got Vince's fingerprint all over it. Um, <laughs> Speaking of the women's division, um, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful tweeted WWE had Dewdrop penciled in as Dewdrop, pronounced Dewdrop, I should say, penciled in as Piper Niven's new character name at one point. Um, as of today, they've actually um, copyrighted that, so it looks like that's the way they're going. Probably. Oh, no. I mean, it was it was weird that they, they debuted there. And they're like, who is this mysterious woman? It's like Jesus Christ. She was just signed to NXT. She's signed to NXT UK. She's been on the brand for fucking ages under a completely different name. Don't pretend you yeah. don't know who she is. Then the May Young Classic, pal. Fucking hell. And the idea is that she's new and not a call-up. Like, yeah. like anything she did in NXT doesn't exist anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty... I'm pretty sure Corey Graves like was working on the May Young Classic as well, if I remember rightly. Mm. Don't think he was a commentator, but I think he was like at a backstage role on the show. Mm, possibly. So it's more stupid. He's like, who is this woman? Oh, mate. Um, Honestly, it's... On the plus side. There's no plus TV. side to she's, this. She's, I'd, rather, I'd rather not be on TV and be lumbered with this shit because for a start they're siding her with Eve Marie people already hate her why would anyone that they put her with benefit from being with her when fans already shit on her okay, we're getting Piper Niven on main roster that's quite cool and is is it is it, it Piper Niven no <laughs> it came it came at the uh, at the expense of Naomi getting murdered but you know it, 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 dep- it depends how they push you. I, I, I'm going to go into it with an open mind. Um, but I, I, I'm guessing they're basically just doing the Alexa Bliss Nia Jack storyline with Eva Marie and her. Based on Eva Marie's reaction when she hugged her. Dewdrop. Fucking hell. <laughs> I can't. I cannot tell you how angry this makes me. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to move on to something else then, mate? Because this will make you happy. Ah, it will. Yeah. One thing that's annoying me about that, I'm a member of like various wrestling groups and stuff on Facebook. And a lot of them are like American fans and they don't know who Piper Niven is. And their instant comment, one of them I saw was, what do we think of this fat girl that debuted of Eve Marie? Just shitting on it. I was absolutely fucking raging. Like, firstly, what the fuck? Like yeah. shaming someone like that. She's, she's already like, she's already come out with a really good comment about people like body shaming her as well, which is awesome of her, which was like, 
you you can say it about anyone you want, but at the end of the day, my body of work is going to speak for itself. So exactly, exactly. I'm, I'm going to silence all the people who are hating on me. Yeah. And she, she as well. What was really cool was she had like a lot of like like Charlotte Flair, Mia Yim, a lot of kind of like more like veteran type names coming out to her defense straight nice. off the bat. Good before she before she even made the comments about it. So it's it, there's a lot of solidarity there. That's cool. Good. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna have the open mind that I hope that it leads to her being a a big star because we know she can fucking go. Oh fucking right. We look we at her stuff in like like Eve and fucking ICW. ICW. Yeah. Oh, Even man. NXT UK where she was yeah. like a very much like. Not a neutered version of it, but you know, like a watered down version of Viper. Viper, and she's yeah, still having some fucking awesome matches. Mm. Yeah. Uh, right. She'll Let's move fine. on. Say again. She'll be fine. Yeah, I hope so. Let's move on to something. Done anything yet? To nah. Just just change your name. Uh, <laughs> Sonia Deville has been training for her in-ring return. Amen, praise the Lord, hallelujah. A ringside news source said that WWE has tentative plans to bring her, uh, had tentative plans rather, to bring her back for April, but it keeps getting pushed back week by week by week by week. Another two weeks, another week, another week. Um, I really hope that's soon, because Sonya Deville's fucking awesome. However, I do also like her in this kind of, sort of semi-GM role, like alongside Adam Pearce? Yeah, well, we were talking about it, weren't we, last year? I think it was last year when she came back, wasn't it? Or was it early this year? Uh, early this year, maybe? It was after the Rumble, wasn't it? Mm. Um, we were talking about it, and I said I could see her using her position of power. In fact, no, it was before the Rumble, because I thought she was going to use her position of power to come in number 30 in the Rumble. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I could see her using a position of power basically to get in the women's title picture. Hmm. And obviously she's been kind of like like biting at Adam Cole Adam Cole. Adam Pierce's heels. Hmm. Um and she's definitely sort of teasing, fully tearing on him. She has undermined him a few times now. Yeah. I, I think I think it'd be great if she does something like that. Hmm. Because she's such a good heel as well. Oh, she's fucking awesome. She was, she was doing some phenomenal work this time last year. Yeah. Obviously, the unfortunate things happened with her um, with the home invasion, but she yeah. was doing some great work, and I, I'm desperate to see her back because she's one of the best women they have on the roster, in my opinion. Absolutely. And at a time where the women's division is thin on the ground, where their women's yeah. division is barely in double num- double figures where their tag division is barely above five across both brands. Yeah. Yeah. Give her all the belts. Um, <laughs> have a dethrone Bianca, then have a go over to Roar and dethrone Rhea. Do <laughs> yes. a coward. Um, <laughs> and finally, on the subject of SmackDown, I wasn't going to stay up for SmackDown tonight, but they forced my hand here. Um, it's going to be a long night if you do, mate. England, Scotland in a bit. <laughs> fine, mate. Don't be worry fine. about it. Be fine. Um, WWE have announced that Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio inside Hell in a Cell will now take place tonight on SmackDown instead of the pay-per-view. What? Um, 
they announced this very, very like late last night. About this was literally about two AM our time. Um so like ten PM American time, I think. Um What is going to happen at Hell in a Cell if that's happening on SmackDown? Bobby Lashley's teasing something massive is gonna happen in his match with Drew. So maybe they both have big spots planned and it's so like one doesn't overshadow the other. Ooh. At the same time, it's still like a day. Like there's only like a day in between the two, isn't it? So it's not like mm. gonna absolutely overshadow it, is it? Or it's like gonna people are gonna forget about it. It'll still be fresh in the mind. I think they could either have it starting to happen and Roman just beats the piss out of Ray, and then we have it at and it's like a trap, and we have it at still happening at Hell in a Cell, or possibly Roman's gonna do some mental spot involved in throwing Ray off the cell. <laughs> Roman's gonna absolutely ruin Father's Day for Ray and Dom. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna throw Dominic off the cell like he did last week when he power bombed them over the top rope. <laughs> and he just needs to get the crash mats all set ready. <laughs> yeah, um, this this is interesting. Well, it's it's maybe, the maybe. first time they've had Hell in a Cell match on SmackDown since two thousand eight or something mental. No, it's ever on SmackDown. Is it ever? I'm sure I saw something where it was the first they, time since. They've done they've done matches they've done Hell in a Cell matches on Raw. They did uh, in 2008. They did it as a dark match. Oh, was the a, first non-pay-per-view televised Hell in a Cell match yeah. since 1998. Do you know who's in that match? No. Any guesses? Mankind. Yeah, and. I, I can see him now. I'm not in your room, mate. I, oh, I you mean in my room. room? Is it yeah. Kane? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. went that high pitched and you just cut out about a second into it. Like when Aaron screams and it cuts out and he's like, ah! <laughs> Aaron's like a fucking, the fucking noid though from the Domino's Abyss, isn't he? <laughs> gonna kill me for that one um, but yeah that's interesting though that one yeah that that's bit. all of our um, WWE news well except for NXT should we get to that let's do NXT so Fightful has learned that former MLW uh, or Major League Wrestling if you prefer veteran Selena De Laurenta was at the Performance Center on Monday training they were told uh, that if uh, consisted of ring before uh, they were told sorry that that consisted of in ring workouts tryouts or promo classes. Um, sorry, let me reword that. They weren't told if it consisted of in ring workouts, tryouts, or promo classes. Uh, it's expected that WWE has offered her a contract or plans to, as they've had interest in her for quite some time. They use the they use the word veteran there. She's only like twenty-two. Really? Um, yeah, she's been she's been in MLW for a while. Though. She's a very good manager. Okay. Um, like they think like Zelina Vega, but more evil. Um, oh, she was written off MLW um, with the reveal of Caesar Duran. Um, ah, right. Head of Azteca Underground. He he actually made it to write her off TV to to give us the whole. Okay, yeah, 
this is actual Lucha Underground coming back. Um, <laughs> because she was the first like on-screen death of the thing. Um, no, she's a very, very good manager, though. Uh, I've not seen her wrestle, but she's she seems to have all the tools. As I say, she's only like in her early 20s. Um, 24. Very, 24. There we go. Um, very, very talented, though. And I think she'd be a good get for WWE. Yeah. Definitely, definitely could see her being part of like Legado as like, as like a manager to, to them. Yeah, man. Maybe. Well, Hit Row have got it with, I always forget her name. B-Fab. B-Fab, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And also, just just for the promos between her and Scarlet, that'd be awesome. Fuck yeah. That'd be great. That'd be yes. great. Um, on the, staying on the subject of MLW people going to um, WWE, Big Tasty's friend, George Carroll Jr., has joined NXT right, NXT's writing team, per PW Insider. Carol's worked for ROH, New Japan, and MLW in creative operations and talent management roles. Is he actually Tasty's mate? He got in touch with Big Tasty and Neil about getting some beer from Top Rope. Um, he's apparently he's really good friends with Kyle O'Reilly, and he wanted to some advice on homebrewing as well. Um, awesome. Because Neil Neil sent me a, sent me a picture of like the guy's Twitter. I'm like, this guy's just been in touch with you know who he is. I was like, I've got no no fucking idea <laughs> and he was like oh he says he's really good friends with like the undisputed era guys like is he okay no and then way. did a little google was like okay he seems like a big deal and then now he's in wwe i was like oh shit okay yeah he is a big deal. <laughs> awesome. um, but yeah I, I mean if he's doing anything that's anything that he's done in like roh and mlw as far as creative goes if he's doing anything like that in nxt it's only going to be a good thing yeah so, Sweet. No. Yeah. Awesome, man. Uh, next up, Fightful gave an update on Samoa Joe's return this Tuesday on NXT, uh, stating that Triple H had a major proponent, uh, sorry, was a major proponent of Joe coming back to NXT and wanted him almost immediately upon hearing uh, of his initial release. Joe was at the Performance Center last Tuesday speaking with officials and Triple H was among one of them. There were numerous releases over the past 14 months that NXT had discussed trying to bring back in but didn't end up happening. And actually at least one of those recently released stars pitched for a return to NXT but was shot down. They were told that there are plans already uh, in order uh, for what Joe will do in NXT but that role is open to expansion if all parties agreed. Well, so I didn't I wasn't part of our NXT review this week so I haven't had the chance to speak to you guys properly about this so well I can tell sense. you that I lost my shit and I know you touched me <laughs> um, I, I was just happy I called it two days before <laughs> that Joe was going to be like an enforcer for Regal um, so the, the key th the key word in here was Regal saying you are not a competitor yeah so you're still you not clear for whatever for reason so he's still not cleared. However, they are very, very cleverly laying the groundwork in case he gets cleared sooner rather than later. Ah, oh, the amount but of teases on this week, you're like... They teased oh. Pete Dunne, they teased Adam Cole, they Johnny teased Gargano, Cross, Cross. Gargano yeah. Kyle O'Reilly to a degree. And Basically, everyone that was in that five-way in your house. Yeah. And all of those five are like dream matches for Joe. Fuck yeah. And then that's that's before we're even going into like some Kushida. of the other 
Kushida, um, Santos Escobar, Bronson Reed, Bronson Reed, Hoss fight, Hossy Hoss Hoss. <laughs> and the great thing with Joe is that he's got like such a versatile style that he could have like a technical Just classic mix it up with, with someone anyone. like yeah, yeah, like he could have like a technical great like gr- technically great match with someone like Kyle O'Reilly, but then and Pete Dunne, but then he could also have like a Hoss fight with Bronson Reed and yeah. Karrion Cross, yeah, and it like. It, it's so exciting to see him back. I, I think when he got released, we were all kind of like booking these dream matches and that dream matches and mm-hmm. none of them really came to fruition. But I feel like him coming back to NXT, I, they, they've they've got it. So if they can get him cleared for August, they've got a, a ready-made match for him on a takeover. Yeah. yeah. If, they, if they can't, they've got a ready-made match for him on whatever the next takeover is when he does get cleared. Yeah, there's plenty of weird, yeah. We've we've still got a very cool authority. Well, that's out. what I was going to say. There's still plenty of scope, even to have him in a capacity that he's in. Like we saw on NXT, even this week. Like, okay, he can't compete. I didn't stop him from choking out a motherfucker. <laughs> oh, when he when he choked out Adam Cole, it was the best thing. Where like so Adam good. Cole shoved him, and he just fixes his jacket and goes, okay, takes it off, chokes him out. <laughs> Just says to some random goon, tell him, tell Adam Cole that Mr. Regal expects a decision. Oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. good. It's amazing. Uh, like I, I, when Theory and Gargano like came into Regal's office and Joe was just like, the fuck do you two want? <laughs> Before they'd even had a chance to speak to Regal. It was just like a, a big brick wall and its name was Samoa Joe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the best part of it of it is we're at least getting Joe cutting promos. Yeah, I take I mean, Joe cutting promos most... than having Joe sat on a desk and being fed lines every week. The the only the only person really in wrestling for me who's got a better promo than Samoa Joe in this day and age is Eddie Kingston. Yeah, and that it's not that much of a gulf. No, they're they're the two most believable guys when they're cutting promos. Uh-huh. Like you hang on their every word, Absolutely. regardless of what. So, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing what he does. Fuck yeah! I mean, even the promo that he cut when he came back on Tuesday was absolutely super. Where you thought he was just going to get yeah, fine, yeah, I'll be general manager. It's like no, no, no. You've got big boots to fill, Regal. You cast a big shadow, but I'll happily stay here and basically make people respect like i respect you i may not have shown you that like when i was here competing and we may not have got on but i've always respected you i'll be here to make sure that others do the same and it's when he addressed cross was, and was just like called him young champ yeah and when, when he said to him why are you still in the ring yeah oh, oh so mate oh he's so good I, he's so so good <laughs> yeah i i I love Samoa Joe. He's, he's awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm so happy to see him back. Me um, too. Someone else in NXT that I absolutely love that we're going to be seeing a lot more of by the sound of things is Friends of the Podcast, Everize. Um, <laughs> Fightful has revealed that Everize, the team of Chase Parker and Matt Martell, recently signed new WWE contracts. We, um, when the two began appearing more on NXT television, Fightful inquired about their status and if anything had changed. And we're told that WWE had offered them new WWE contracts months ago. We've heard that 
from w- the WWE side of things that they want to get Everise's contracts to match up in length, but we're not sure if we're not sure if that has actually ended up happening. WWE side of things have told us that Everise did agree on new deals, but a timetable of when they were were agreed upon, nor the length were revealed. We're told the contracts were actually signed months ago. Um, That's good because they are entertaining as fuck. <laughs> oh, they, they've been brilliant. The whole Everise Live thing they're doing on Twitter. Their pre pre show they, on takeovers. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Everise Live where they just drink shits on a coffee and then rate a chewing gum. <laughs> they, just, they have a bubble gum that they call the chew of the week and rate it. Like, oh, yeah, that's a good chew. That's a good chew. Um, Matt oh, Martell good. just being blissfully unaware and like that hopped up on caffeine he's like macho man in his prime um, <laughs> peak macho man <laughs> when he when he did that um when he did that biggie smalls line the other week on nxt <laughs> yeah and he's like oh yeah if you don't know now you know and then she <laughs> like, oh yeah yeah someone's already got this no no, no i think it's us i think it's us <laughs> um so big taste he knows a lot more about everize as well he said they were part of a uh, shikara as a tag team called 3.0 oh okay uh, and, believe they've done a bit of work with Kevin Owens on the Indies at some point as well. It makes sense. Uh, I mean, he rocks their shirt, doesn't he? Is why he loves them so much. Also, the French Canadian, so that probably helps. Ah, um, okay. Awesome. And yeah, yeah, that's they're, quality. They're so entertaining. Like, I, I didn't really know what to make of them when they were just there. But mm. as soon as they started, like, giving them a bit more promo time, I'm like, okay, these guys are great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really um, they're just absolute dickheads. Like yeah, the man. best way. Um, <laughs> Should, should we uh, go on to some big AEW news, mate? Let's do some AEW news. Uh, so, Tony Khan appeared on WFAN Sports Radio to announce that on September the 22nd, AEW Dynamite will have a television special entitled AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. The event will emanate from Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens, New York, it has a capacity of 23,771. Friend of the podcast. He's not a friend of the podcast, but we get all our news from him. Andrew Zarian of the Matt Men podcast added, uh, interesting part of AEW running the Arthur Ashe Stadium. The New York City Parks Department has the right to deny any event other than tennis in that building. WNBA game and an annual kids concert event have been the only other events at that venue the city owns the lease and it's something about in the region of 400,000 plus points on the gate for 99 years, starting in 1993. There have been numerous events suggested and the city parks department has denied every single one of them. Ooh. So what? what's Tony Khan thrown at them to get this in there? Probably about 400k, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's uh, ridiculous. I don't know. But like so, Cody um, put a picture of the actual venue up when it's full capacity. Yeah, it's where they held hold the U.S. Open in tennis, and it looked incredible. Oh, really? So I'll I'll grab the picture for you now to show you. So yeah, Cody put this picture up, and as soon as he put it up, I was like, "Oh my, that's going to be a show!" Wow. Um, but they're just doing old, an episode of Dynamite. It's not even a pay per view. They're doing they're doing like one of the special ones because it's called Grand Slam, isn't it? Um, oh, okay. Yeah, they're doing like a, spe- a special show. Um, but yeah, it looked incredible, the picture he put up. And I was just like, yeah, okay, this is this is going to be good. Yeah. Um, That's pretty cool. 
and Eddie Kingston was already like because he's like obviously from New York. Oh, yeah. He's already all on that when I hate with anything. There you go, Troy. I'm just putting the picture up there on the screen for you to have a look. Jeez, that so, looks awesome. I'm, I'm guessing based on the size of a tennis court as well. That's literally just going to be the ring and the entrance is going to be like the, coming out of the like yeah. the entrance the tennis players come out of. Oh mate, that's going to be cool. So, that's going to be really, that'll be a really, really, really cool. cool dynamic. Um, yeah, yeah. Depending on what the card is, because I imagine they're going to announce some. Big matches for that. Mm-hmm. We're pro- probably going to do a watch along for that, aren't we? Yeah, we are. I'd, I'd, I'd imagine. I'll um, make sure I get that booked off on annual leave. <laughs> yes, boy. Yes, boy. Uh, while we're on the subject of Cody Rhodes, um, congratulations are in order to the American Nightmare and his wife, Brandy, who have welcomed their daughter, Liberty Iris, to the world today. Today? As, as we were starting the news podcast i got a notification on my phone cody and brandy had had their baby so congrats not them, but <laughs> off bleacher report but congratulations <laughs> are in order they're not the only uh couple in aw to have a baby though mate no uh, no they're not top 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 podcast favorites john moxley and renee paquette have also welcomed their daughter nora into the world on Amazing. june the 15th Amazing. Congratulations to both them. I can't wait for Nora Moxley to uh, be pile driver and Liberty Iris Rhodes onto her <laughs> some wow. in about the time. Um, <laughs> great. Uh, that's awesome. Big congrats. Oh, yes. Big Congratulations congrats. in order. Um, did you see what John Moxley said about it? Where he was like, oh yeah, if my daughter wants to be an interviewer like a mother, I'll Happily support that if she wants to be a deathmatch wrestler like a dad. I'll reluctantly support that too. <laughs> Fair <Imagine>. play. He's <laughs> just great, and he's love mocks. Yeah. So next up, uh, AEW have revealed more about their change of schedule with the addition of Rampage, uh, their next weekly show that they're going to be starting. Um, Speaking to PW Insider, AEW President Tony Khan provided fans with the information. He said, it's going to be different formats. I'll give you some scoops. I'll break the news with Rampage. There's going to be some weeks of Rampage that will be live. And there'll be other weeks where we plan to take Rampage after Dynamite, including here at the Arthur Ashe Stadium where we'll be filming uh, or also after. We'll do Dynamite Live and we'll also film Rampage and some weeks of the markets where we have these amazing crowds, I think. Okay. Uh, And I think it's okay, he said. Uh, He said, we can take advantage of it and give them Dynamite and Rampage. There are also going to be times where we're going to do a lot of live Rampages. We're going to have a live debut. We're going to do some great live episodes. The Go Home will be live for All Out at Sears Centre. And also will be live for the go home in St. Louis, and it will be great. Will also be, uh, so it will be Rampage. Uh, it will be really, really special for us. Uh, I think it will be. Sometimes uh, we'll do after Dynamite, we'll do Dynamite, and then we'll do Rampage. Sometimes if Rampage is not live, then we'll do one. T- uh, then we'll do that on one taping. So a lot to digest there. But basically, he's saying that they're going to be filming Rampage after Dynamite. And it'll be good because the crowd will be hot from that and it'll be just as kind of exciting. I think I've just figured out what the main event of that that uh, Grand Slam Dynamite is going to be. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Do you want me to carry on with this before you, you give us your scoop? I'll just say it now because it's oh. gonna got we're gonna go on a different like tangent after this because the next bar is completely standalone. I think it's gonna be Hangman versus Kenny. Do you reckon? It's their first ever stadium show. Ah, uh, yeah, and fair it's enough. It's gonna be one of their biggest gates they've ever done, if mm. not the biggest. I think it's the biggest actually. It's double what they yeah, they've normally done. Yeah, yeah. And they're probably gonna sell that out because it's New York and they've got like a big wrestling culture. That would be the That's perfect not a bad shout. for Hangman to take the belt off Kenny, because that place will absolutely, absolutely fucking explode, won't it? Yeah, that'll be Jesus. like fucking road warrior pop. Be like yeah. Ziggler cashing in pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I cared about Ziggler. Yeah, right. That, <laughs> that's it. That's it. I've, I've calling it, it now. Yeah. Got to check it out. Guy. I'm calling it now. We didn't get a text of Tony on it. <laughs> continuing on with the quote from Tony Khan he says uh, before Dynamite we used to tape Dark that's going to change I'm going to tape Elevation before Dynamite now um, so that's going to be even shorter Elevation and I may add matches that I'll explain where I'll add them from I'm going to procure a venue for the use to tape Dark and for other content that will be great I'm really looking forward to this I think it's going to be tremendous and it will be where we'll shoot Dark and we'll do tapings and it will be as it's been. It's been a developmental situation and it will continue to be developmental. It sounds like they're going for a permanent like place to film that from, almost like the equivalent of the CWC. Yeah, like they, they did have Daly's place, didn't they, for it? Yeah. Um, they also used prior to um, to the move into Daly's place when the, like the, there was the first lockdown and obviously there was... There, there was only limited places they could do wrestling stuff in. They um, they used QT Marshall's uh, Nightmare Factory. Okay, for a couple of papers, so they might possibly do that. <laughs> but but it's uh, it's then it it sounds like he's going to be doing it where it's like like the CWC, so a very very small, intimate kind of crowd, small, intimate crowd. Probably like three, four hundred people. That's good. Suits it. It's a good atmosphere. That like, that's what I like about. I think seeing how they've brought people back and they've only got that kind of three hundred crowd. Like, you really feel that crowd. It's such an intimate thing. So they almost make up for the fact that it's a smaller crowd, and they're passionate just, about it. I just wish they'd stop piping and crowd noise over the crowd. Yeah, you don't need it. Yeah, get the crowd red hot instead. Do that. that's it. Uh, to round off that quote, uh, he says, uh, it's been doing great all under one roof, all at one taping. Uh, there have been advan uh, advantages, but there'll be some advantages now to doing it as its own taping and be able to give 100% attention to those and not having to also think about Dynamite and soon Rampage and Elevation also. So lots going on, lots of shows to be taped, lots to be pre-recorded, but it sounds like there's going to be kind of a place for a lot of these people where it it gives me the impression that they're gonna turn dark into something like NXT. Mm. Where it's like it, it's where they're kind of grooming the talent they want to make into bigger names. So like they'll have the they'll have like the tr almost like the sort of like interim tryout stage on yeah. dark. Yeah. Then move them like guys like Danny Limelight and um who's someone else that he used quite frequently on Dark Elevation, um, the wingmen. Right. And uh, to, to a degree as well, the acclaim. Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll put like 
and the varsity ones as well. Guys who basically they've they've got almost as ready-made stars, but they're not quite. They're still finding the feet a little bit. Right, the company. right. Um, can then be on elevation as like the, the sort of showcase talents, and then mm. when they're ready, go on dynamite and rampage. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's it seems like quite a good model. I'm really excited. I've, I've been I've been dipping in and out of dark and dark elevation a little bit more than I have been in the past uh, the last few weeks, and I've been having some pretty good matches on there. Um, and it's in, it introduces it introduced me to a lot of like talent like like to bring him up again a guy like Danny Lyon like was a guy I, I had no idea who he was until mm. I saw him on Dark and then I saw him have a match on Dynamite against Kenny Omega and I was like this guy's fucking awesome yeah yeah um, and then uh, there's a couple of other wrestlers who've been on Dark and Dark Elevation who have like have actively like seeked out afterwards and they've, they've had yeah. like Lucha Underground alumni on there with like Marty the Moth and um, they've had NWA guys like Zicky Dice on there mm-hmm. Even mental, have a friend of the podcast, Cal Jack, on there, but for some okay. reason, his match with Danny Lyon, I got pulled for whatever oh. reason. The only match I've ever seen them pull. They, and they had Rocky Romero do a cameo, so yeah. Oh, no way. Definitely some cool stuff to come of Dark, as Absolutely. well as zero shits given Taz and Excalibur on commentary. <laughs> and AW Starks, Ricky Starks on commentary. Yes, boy. Um, speaking of AW, final little bit here. AW Games gave an update last night on their, um, well, a few of the games. They did a little bit about Elite Casino, but no one gives a shit about that. Um, they then gave an update on Elite GM. Um, and they're also their upcoming console game with uh, Aubrey Edwards revealed a bit more, saying the first beat was successful. Uh, we were all obviously took part in it ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. And she said there will be a second beta maybe coming. Okay. Um, which means probably will be uh, yeah. in a couple of months' time. Um, they basically they want to try and make sure it's it's as good as not as good as finished because she said it's going to be kind of like an actively updated thing constantly, which is good because it means they'll be updating the roster throughout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but she wants Elite GM to kind of be as good to go as it can be. I see. Um, yeah, it was cool. cool. I enjoyed the, it a lot. The beta and I really enjoyed it. I managed to get Ricky Starks to have all the belts, which was my dream come true. That's it. <laughs> uh, Adam, Adam beat Sting clean as a whistle, the world title. <laughs> get the single tier for my boy Ricky winning the belts. Uh, <laughs> great day. My monumentous day. I put it in the Discord and people were like, who is this guy? Um, <laughs> on the, the actual AEW Elite GM beat the testament Discord, I went, the game works fine. Ricky Starks does all the belts. <laughs> and some guy was like, who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> um, That's cool. The um, the Darby Allen character model looked well, fucking impressive. I was about to get to that. I'm oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so Kenneth of, of Omega revealed Darby Allen's character model, which, yeah, it looked, it's cool because like the, it still had that kind of like almost cartoony edge to it, which yeah. I liked. Yeah, yeah. Like, but it looked a little bit more realist, like photorealistic as well. Mm. Like it, it was, it was almost like um, the actual his actual like body and his features looked photorealistic, but then yeah. the clothing looked like it was like almost like like penciled onto him. Mm. It was pretty that cool. Was cool. It was really, um, really cool. Very impressive. And he's shown a little bit of gameplay as well. Just not a lot. Just him. It, the, it it included the dynamite set though, which looked awesome. Yeah, and also fully modeled, um, 
fully modelled crowd um, as well, which, yeah, looked great. Yeah, but so Derby hitting some coffin drops. Crowd yeah, leaves cool. unhappy. Um, <laughs> that's all right, W News. Should we wrap this, take this boy home before the match? Let's uh, go to the rest of the world. There's a little bit of rest of the world, not a lot. Yeah. After you, good sir. All right, then. So we'll go to Japan first then. Uh, and they've announced that Wrestle Grand Slam will now take place on July the 25th from the Tokyo Dome. The event was originally scheduled for May the 29th, but was postponed due to multiple wrestlers testing positive for COVID and Japan declaring a state of emergency. Uh, the Olympics are still going on. Uh, the event will be headlined by... The Dragon Daddy, Shingo Takagi, defending the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship against former champion Kota Ibushi. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling also announced that Summer Struggle for July the 10th and 11th um, will be happening. Uh, night one will be main evented by the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, El Desperado. Hello. And, uh, Fantasmo. Oh, that's Fantasmo. Okay, it's El. It's, it's his tag partner, though, and the other guy. There you go. That's fine. I was close. Right. We'll <laughs> By El Desperado defending against uh, uh, Taiji Ishimori. Night two will see Dangerous Techers defending their IWGP Tag Team Championships against Naito and Sonada of LIJ. That sounds like it's going to be fun. I can't wait to see Shingo and Kota kick the fuck out of each other. It's going to be great. Didn't they debut around the same time? Um... Uh, no, um, so Shingo, do you mean in New Japan or just in, in New, general? In New Japan. No, no, no. So Kota was like in and out um, of the company for like about six or seven years. Oh, okay. Shingo, Shingo debuted. So he, his last ever match for Dragon Gate was when Pac came back. Oh. Because Pac was like his biggest rival in Dragon Gate. They had some like absolute wars in Dragon Gate. So... Mm. Naturally, Pac came back as Shingo was like the guy to basically send Shingo off of the company. Um, oh, I see. And then Shingo debuted in New Japan like a month later. Well, Kota, I think Kota announced he'd signed a permanent deal or a long-term deal with New Japan mm. around that time, I believe. I did not yeah. realise Kota Ibushi was 39 years old. I know, he's, looked the, he's literally looked the same since like He's he's a year older than Shingo. I know. And Mental. Co- and Shingo Shingo looks absolutely fucking grizzled, whereas yeah, Kota Ibushi looks like a child. He was like twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think he's a vampire, mate. He is. <laughs> In fact, no. There's video footage of him outside setting a firework off on himself at a progress show. Absolutely <laughs> on top of a car, nonetheless. Absolute madhead. Mad bastard in the middle of Camden just firing fireworks on himself. As you fucking um, do. But yeah, that I'm going to probably try and check out as much of that as I can because I don't yes, watch boy. enough YouTube and it makes me sad. Um, Still watching Owen Carter. Oh, do it. That. I watched it the other day. I, oh. I'm, I, might, I might treat myself to that after work tomorrow. Treat yourself. Or between the match and SmackDown. Yes, um, but yeah, anyway, moving on to Impact now. Fightful has learned that other company from other companies that there was interest in bringing Moose in, but as of now, we're able to confirm uh, that none of those led, led to any serious talks. Then he signed a new contract with Impact for two years. This will carry Moose into summer of 2023. The contact contract is said to have been a significant improvement over his last de- deal, 
though we haven't don't have details on financial terms, we are told that impact uh, the impact side of things that move, that move figures into their plans in a major way. So he's absolutely taking that belt home, Omega, isn't he? Of course, he fucking is. Absolutely, of course, that. he is. You resign and you're uh, on. I don't know. When they re-signed him last time, it was like, oh, yeah, Moose is absolutely going to win that belt, and he didn't. Different time. <laughs> it was a different time, but, like, when they re-signed him, it was, like, literally, like, he was in the main event, and the reason he didn't win was because his contract was up. I was like, uh, but it was, like, the, the absolute time Moose should have won the impact Yeah, title. yeah, yeah. And then they had them feuding with their carrying cross instead of quite uh, good. I fucking love Moose. Like, part of me wishes I'd have seen him go somewhere else, but also Impact are going to treat him like a star he deserves. I I think with the potential of guys who are possibly coming into Impact, Mm. and also the new Japan and AEW talent agreements they've got in place, even potentially guys from NWA, potentially guys from Ring of Honor, I'd I'd be happy to Mm -hmm. see be happy to see Moose do the fucking work there. Like, oh fuck yeah! I'm Love a traveling champion. I'm Moose. just showing it you every now and then. Moose, yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on to some much uh, sadder news. Uh, former TNA Impact Wrestling commentator Don West has revealed that he's been diagnosed with uh, brain lymphoma. Um, he put out, I think, a tweet saying, "Many of you have wondered where I've been." and why the show is on hiatus. So I want to share uh, the news directly with you. I've been diagnosed with a brain lymphoma uh, and will be in immediate treatment. I want to thank my wife, Terry, for her love and support, my family, and everyone that works at Cherry Creek Media and KPQ. I also want to thank Don West Show's incredible sponsors and many, uh, uh, and and my friends rather, uh, for all the prayers that are coming my way. I'm praying that the chemotherapy will help me heal faster and hopefully I'll be back on the radio soon. I can't wait till this is all over and I can be back with you all again. I love you all. Terrible, yeah, terrible really news. That's really, really sad. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. He was a very, very underrated commentator, I thought, Don West. Mm. He was. He, he, he did both roles to perfection as well with, with TNA. So, big taste. He'll fucking, he'll, he'll talk about your ear off. But Don West, if you bring him up, he loves him. Because <laughs> um, he, he came in, he was a former QVC presenter, and it was like, Who the fuck really? is this guy? Yeah, like he was literally like there's a vi- there's a video on uh, YouTube of him as a QVC presenter where he's selling baseball cards. It's like like a display of them, and he knocks it over, and it's just brilliant. It's so funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he ran him. He ran t- uh, TNA's like online shop as well, and he did like the, the deal side of thing of that. Um, he, he did both face and heel commentator as well. And I, okay. I thought he excelled in both as a, as a face commentator. He was kind of like, kind of like that lovable uncle you've got. And he's like, Oh, why is this guy doing that? Like, <laughs> like when you, when you've got a family member who is watching wrestling just to hang out with you and they're, they're kind of like just playing along. Like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, guy yeah. Was, he was like that. <laughs> but when he was a heel, he was fucking awesome. Nice. Like his, he, his heel turn where, for the whole night, he's just kind of like getting a bit more and more disgruntled. And then at one point, they, they had like they had to buy some time as they cleared the ring from thumbtacks and stuff. And he just goes, "You know what really pissed me off, Mike? You pissed me off." And just like <laughs> just cuts this absolute fire promo, Mike Mike Tenay of all people. 
quality. Who looks like one of the PG Tips monkeys. Bless him. Um, <laughs> he's great. Love Mike tonight as well. Um, yeah, really good commentator. Mm. Hopefully Don gets better soon. Hopefully treatment is, uh, gives him a speedy recovery. Yes, fingers and crossed, absolutely. More importantly, hopefully they give him fucking commentating somewhere because he's a great commentator. Yeah. Um, moving on, somewhere that doesn't have great commentators, maybe they should get Don West. GCW uh, <laughs> has announced that Nick Gage will defend the GCW World Championship against Matt Cardona at homecoming night one on June July the 24th in Atlantic City, New Jersey. I don't think Cardo has a fucking clue what he's got himself I, in oh, for. Oh, Jesus. I... Oh, boy. I I hope I, he's got good I, health insurance. <laughs> have you seen the video of um, Nick Gage invading his podcast? No. He did He did a live... Uh, so Cardona and Myers have their major wrestling figures pro- oh, podcast. Oh, their figure collection and, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he did, he did a live show. And um, he did an angle where Nick Gage like invaded the show. Matt Cardona forgot to tell the police. What? So the police were trying to arrest Nick Gage for, for trespassing. But they actually were. Yeah. Fucking hell. So like literally, <laughs> like the videos, Nick Gage like bursting into like this thing, and Matt Cardona's like, "Get this fucking guy out of here!" And then, like the police are literally dragging Nick Gage out. And then Macard owner had to basically go outside and like talk to the police and go, oh no, it's just a bit. Don't worry about it. Just a bit. <laughs> um, Amazing. Yeah. I, I am genuinely really excited for this match. Um, I want to see. It seems how... like I don't watch a lot of it, but it seems like there's been like some pretty cool build for this. GCW are a really cool company in the sense that they're, they're like, they, they remind me a lot of ECW. Yeah. Um, they do a lot of deathmatch stuff. They also do a lot of really cool wrestling, um, a lot of technical wrestling. It's kind of like a kind of like a mix a mixed bag, like a, like a buffet table of wrestling. <laughs> like the the more the more infamous for like yeah, more infamous for like the deathmatch stuff. But then, like the they have a uh, Ricky Morton's wrestling a match on this show. They have, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. They they have. Um, Joey Janela's spring break they used to do, which now oh, yeah. is Ricky Shane Page's spring break. Um, okay. Where, like, on one of the shows, they had Volta versus um, PCO, and that was, like, how PCO became, like, a big name again. Damn. And, um, it's just the thing where, where Effie does his thing. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. All, that's under the GCW umbrella. Oh, um, okay. Effie's big gay one. So they do, like, it's basically a variety show of wrestling. Mm. Each one's, like, a different thing, and it's, like, a different niche. Um, obviously Nick Cage is like the kind of like, he's the champion he's the, the head of like the deathmatch stuff um, and he like bullies his gimmick it's real <laughs> <laughs> and the, I think as well this is kind of like the layover until they do Nick Cage versus Mox because that's what the that's what that's what, ultimately building that's to that's what it? we're really building to here guys like the Nick Cage Macardo and the thing was just like a kind of happy accident where Matt Cardone released an MDK shirt and now Nick Gage wants to murder him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, should be good. Yeah, man. Awesome. Uh, penultimate bit of news, MLW and their draft this week, uh, round five. Within that draft are TJP, Violence is Forever, uh, which is Kevin Koo and Dominic Garini. 
Also announced were Richard Holloway versus King Muertes for the IWA Caribbean Championship in a Caribbean rules match. Is that just drink drink as much rum as you can? Because that sounds no, like the I'm, kind of match I want I, to be I'm gonna in. Do my, I'm going to do my best Dario Cueto, a.k.a. Caesar Duran, impression here. Do you know what the rules of Caribbean rules are, mate? Go on. There are no rules. <laughs> That's literally what it was. This is the first official Azteca Underground match, by the way. Um, okay. So the IW, basically the storyline for that is that uh, Azteca Underground bought IWA Car- uh, Puerto Rico, which was owned by Savio Vega. All um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Richard Holiday, who is MJF's old tag partner from MLW, Ooh. and also a... Uh, Real life Meat Castle Alexander Hammerstones tag partner. Oh mate, he's an absolute ox. He's gonna t- he's gonna dethrone Jacob Fatu, isn't he? Oh. He's he's the man. I don't want to it do to it. happen, but it's it is gonna happen, he, isn't it? He's gonna he's gonna do it. He's awesome as well, as to be fair, they both are. That's um, all right though, because yeah. Jacob Fatu can just come to WWE and go to SmackDown and and, and usurp Roman. Be the real head of the table. Real head of the table. Just just <laughs> Just pin Roman down with his foot and be like, "Knowledge me." <laughs> <laughs> Stay down, bitch. <laughs> Murder him with a fucking Samoan drop. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, basically, it's it's uh, Caesar Duran trying to get the belt back on King Muertes or back, oh, back to Azteca Underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, should be good. And Finalamont, another bit of impact news, which I deliberately put at the end because I want something very cool to end on, and this is. Very cool. Yes, boy. Um, so we got some matches announced for Slammiversary, which will be happening on July the 17th. Obviously, a lot of WWE guys uh, who've been released from the contract and gal uh, are teased for this show. So we got confirmed that the main event will be Kenny Omega defending the Impact, World Res- Impact Wrestling World Championship against Sammy Callahan. That'll be stiff. Fucking um, right it will. Jeez. We've also got We've also got Chris Saban versus Moose. Moose. Uh, which should be a really fun match. And yep. the return of a crowd favorite, the Ultimate X match. I cannot wait. You, yeah, you guys love that, don't you? I've not had the, I wouldn't say misfortune. I've not uh, seen one. Ultimate X is the really good one they do. Okay. Ultimate X. King of the Mountains, the fucking the metal one. But Ultimate X is the really good one. So. For anyone who doesn't know, Ultimate X is it's kind of like a ladder match, only instead of a ladder, you've got two cables crossed in an X above the ring, about twenty feet above the ring, and you've got a the you've got the belt in the middle and you've got to scale like the structure, crawl across the cables and pull the belt down. Okay. And it, that it sounds always cool. it always ends up in some fucking mental shit. Mental spots. One one match ended up with Christopher Daniels almost dying because of a bumpy tuck. Because um, he like he didn't flip properly all the way, and he just landed on his head. Um, mm. a- AJ Styles did like a really iconic bump on one as well. Um, some really good matches. The participants are going to be X Division Champion Josh Alexander, who this is definitely not his forte, so this will be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Miguel, Ace Austin, who will probably have uh, Troy's favorite wrestler of all time, Madman Fulton. Oh, for close, fuck's sake, close behind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did, did you see? Did you see the gif of that movie? Did to be fair the other week, which is amazing. I did. I have seen that. Yeah, the, the power bomb with like the the triple whale strongest slam. Um, still shit. <clears throat> he's still not great, is he? Uh, 
Chris Bay. Chris Bay Bay. Chris Bay, Chris Bay. Um, <laughs> and P.T. Williams, who was a legend in his own right in mm. Ultimate X matches. Um, yeah, for anyone who hasn't seen an Ultimate X match, I'm pretty sure there's some on YouTube. They're all good. Yeah, They're all very good. Um, they're all mental. Impact haven't done one, I believe, since early 2019, maybe maybe early 2018. Um, wow. Confusing. It's literally been that long, yeah. Like, last time they did it was in front of fans. Um, and next time they do it will be in front of fans. Um, Yay! <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm really excited for this. I think this was one of the shows we said we're going to do a watch-along for, wasn't it? Yeah, um, off the back of that. Like, just to see this Ultimate X match, I've never seen one before. I'd love I'm, my first introduction gonna, to be kind of the, the, the newest one I'm, back, if you like. I'm going to find you a re- one of the really good ones, and I'll send you it so you know what to expect. Okay. Because they're all mental. You, <laughs> you, you just you just see some crazy shit. People taking silly bumps, but like at the same time, you're like, "This is so cool." Nice. It, well, it was true. It was meant to be like the last evil, like the next evolution of a ladder match, essentially, and it worked very well. Um, but yeah, that is the news. I can't wait for Ultimate X, as should you also, because it's great. Um, Thank you for joining your sexy action news, boys. Sexy action news. As always, I've been Jay. This has been Troy. Hello. You stay classy on Title Wrestling Podcast fans. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out TopRopeBrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out TopRopeBrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And Thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard bombs, oils, and grooming kits, they also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to test out your cancer charities. must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.